Hello. Hey, what's up, world? You're listening to a special bonus episode of Ergo. It is indeed special. We... And bonus. And bonus. You weren't expecting this. Mm-mm. Got him. <laughs> we were fortunate to be in partnership with Chicago Public Libraries, and they're doing an amazing series honoring the legacy of the one and only... Harold Washington. So as part of a birthday celebration this month at the library, we sat down with four young Chicagoans between the ages of 15 and 21, talked to them about their experiences and the ways that Harold's legacy lives in their lives, whether they know it or not. So it was beautiful to see young people with the spectrum of like political awareness and experience all talking through how like the structural dynamics of their life are shaped by power and by government in ways that they probably don't have that conversation all the time. Exactly. Thank you so much to Denzel, Faith, Nisa, and Amir for your contribution and your thoughtful words. Let's hear what they have to say. First off, what's your name? How old are you? Where do you go to school? What do you spend your time doing? And where in the city do you stay? My name is Faith Epting. I am 18. I do a lot of things. Um, I'm a violinist. I've been playing the violin for 11 years, I think. I am the co-president of BSU, Black Student Union, at my school, Jones College Prep. My name is Denzel. I am a a program coordinator for Free Right Arts and Literacy. I'm 20 years old, and I'm also a student at Chicago State University. My name is Anissa. I'm 16. I go to Wimbledon Math and Science Academy. I live in Washington Park. I work for Asadas. I used to do political education, but now I work in the kitchen. I'm Amir Leonard. I'm 17 years old. I'm a junior at George Westinghouse College Prep. That's on the west side. And I stay northwest, Humble Park area. I like to dance. I've been professionally dancing for about four years. And um, I'm in the Happiness Club, a nonprofit organization from kids all around Chicago. Defining community however you like. How would you describe your community's relationship to city government? In terms of the community that I live in, my neighborhood, um, I would say that um, I don't think we have a strong relationship with the government, the city government. They tell them things, but there's like not a lot of wiggle room for them to like implement anything. It's never like, you know, they're not hard on about getting it. Um, with my school or just the CPS does not have a strong relationship with the CTU, the, with the people and, and the school. You can definitely tell from the educational disparities around the entire city of Chicago. There's no way that, you know, white communities should be getting a better education than all the the lower income communities. Um, I think that's, that's BS. My school's community relationship to government is somewhat there. I'm honestly not too much in that world of doing that, but um, I, I believe there is uh, some linkage between the community and, you know, city government. For me, it's really just a bunch of people who really are in tune with each other and really understand each other's like goals, aspirations. So for me, in the dance world, that's one sense of community that I have. And I guess just like another community is really just where I live. In black and brown neighborhoods, there's not a lot of support or anything for people to really get out of the situations they are in. For youth especially, the government doesn't take enough initiative, I feel like and making these programs or things accessible, unless you're in a a white community, because then you're going to obviously have an advantage. So when you say community, I think of my people. 
When I think of my people, I would say that as black people, by my government, I would say that I'm disenfranchised and that we are not who our government is meant to serve. We're not meant to be a valued part of it. So anything that we want, we have to fight for. Who holds power in Chicago and how do things change here for better or for worse? The police, obviously. Um, I feel like a lot of people, at least my age, we think about the future. So our high school, what we're we gonna do after high school. But like, you know, we always think about if we were to get in trouble, what would happen with authority. So that's always in the back of our mind. Um, so they definitely have some power. I would say that our mayor, to a certain extent, our aldermen, if we elect them right. Because you can put people there that are at the end of the day, they're gonna work against us. They have the power to do these things, but we have the power to put pressure to make that change. So then it's on us, because if we know that it's not here to serve us, then we know that we have to work hard to change it. I think people hold a lot of power. I think the thing about the people who have no money, they they fight um, for what they want. And if they fight enough for it, often enough, then the people with money will have to eventually relent. But it's only when the people with money eventually relent that the people with no money end up getting what they want. And it takes a really, really long time for that to happen. And the fact that they get to decide when and who gets what they want is kind of an indication of who holds the most power. The community itself um, has a lot of power, but it's about getting people in the community to rally around each other and talk to, like, uh, on smaller levels, like aldermen and things like that, to make things uh, shake a little bit in their own community. Traditionally, I feel like, you know, many people would say, like, probably, like, the mayor or things like that, but I really feel like me, where I'm sitting in relation to the mayor, is very far, and um, on a smaller level, just, you know, uh, community organizations, then, you know, maybe aldermen, then, you know, attaching those all together and, you know, rallying to, like, maybe talk to... Um, other aldermen, and then we kind of grow until we reach the ear of a mayor. What do you know about Harold Washington, and how do you know that? And how does his legacy affect your life in our city today? What I know about Harold Washington was uh, he's the first black mayor of Chicago. I know he's a politician, but I think maybe he was a lawyer. I don't know if he was a lawyer. I'm, I'm not sure, but I just know there's a college named after him. He's uh, a really good black mayor. A lot of my family has, like, really... Um, strong love for uh, Harold Washington because I'm, I'm the youngest of my family. I come from a um, kind of older family. Like, that's, like, the man for them. But school, never CPS, didn't really, like, teach me too much about Harold Washington growing up, honestly. So my school is literally right by Harold Washington Library. Um, I've always known about Harold Washington, like, not anything about his actual legacy. I've known that he was the first um, African-American mayor of the city of Chicago, but that's that's about it first, like, uh, mayor of Chicago. I feel like if you're black in Chicago, you probably know that. You should know that, at least. I just know that he has a legacy. I don't know what it's for exactly. A bunch of things are named after him. Harry Watson Cultural Center for the first. Uh, that's where I dance at. I just know that his impact has been very great. Probably opening a lot of opportunities for black people in general. I would say he probably opened a door, paved the way for black politicians. So now kids nowadays probably like more into that. Now that it's accessible and people know that it like that it happened. You know what I'm saying? So now that gives inspiration to kids. Yeah. I mean it sounds like he's a dope dude just because he seems like he's a decent politician. I know but I don't know. I'm historical but I'm not I would like to be more historical. I don't read enough as my father would say. <laughs> 
also, I do know, you know, of course, he was our first black mayor. He was our first black mayor, but he was a mayor that actually made some impactful, like, issues because although you're black doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to do what needs to be done for the black community, but he was doing that, I mean, even in terms of jobs, in terms of the resources that were then put in place by him. So I do know that he was a very impactful black man, which is, that's a big deal. Rosie. Daniel. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Look who's here in the studio. It's me. How's it feel to be in here? Well, I was a little nervous Uh earlier, but Mm -hmm. now I'm a little more calm. Wonderful. And I'm staring directly (laughs) into your eyes. But we do that all the time anyway. Yeah, but there's not always all this equipment in between us. Well, maybe this will help. Let's play a game. Okay. So I'm thinking maybe like a taboo. Taboo. Like I'll give you some clues and then you'll have to guess what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Does that know, make sense? I know how to play taboo, Daniel. Oh, you'd prefer if I did not taboo-splain? Yes, please. All right, let's get started. Timer on the clock. Ooh. All right, first up. Okay. It's an independent podcast app. Got it. It embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down. Mm-hmm. It has no exclusives. Mm-hmm. No premium content. All right. No paywalls. Great. And it's a great podcast app for everyone. Mm-hmm. Do you think you know it? I think I do. Huh. What do you think it is? Sounds like the Overcast app. Beep, 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 beep. Toots got it. Yay. Look at that. I win. Nicely done. How does one get the app? Well, if one were to want to get the app, one could get it for free in the app store. Fantastic. Cool. You going to check it out? I might. Very wonderfully noncommittal. Excellent. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. Let's get out of here. Bye.